Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Wallace. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Uh, uh, you know, we're live streaming tonight, man. So I really want to know, now looking at this thing, why am I always like extra black? You know, seriously, in, 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 in the corner there. It's like, it's like, Is it it's making like, you blacker? It's, well, it, it, it takes a lot to make me blacker. It's like the shadow in this. Nah, nah. It's, it's, like, it's like Uncle Ruckus, man. Every show, I just seem to get blacker and darker and more blacker and more darker. It's like, it's like, it's like the geek down with these three dudes and their friendly phantasm in the corner. <laughs> you better, you better, you better ask Ronald Reagan to help you out. Or white Jesus. You better well, help you out. Well, put up, put up some kind of, uh, put up some kind of a uh, health insurance, uh, uh, policy for my revitiligo. Oh, yeah. Topical. Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an episode of the geek down here on WEMF. As you heard, I am Pat B. In the house, I look to my left, my man who's deaf. All right. He can't stand your sleff. That's not a word. Talk about Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How we doing? Uh, doing good, baby. Doing all right. I know I had to tune in this week and everything. I'm glad every. I'm glad we're live too. I'm glad, glad we got video going on because I knew everybody would be paying attention to this episode with the uh, the debates going on. No one's paying attention to that tonight, yeah, right? Man, I'd like to think what everyone's debates? everyone's listening to debates? this. Debates? What debates? Yeah. Oh, it's Plessy the um, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson debates. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln Douglas, something um, like that. No, no, no. Buster Douglas. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's the Pepsi versus Coke debates. Gotcha. Crystal gotcha. Pepsi wins it. Crystal Pepsi takes it all the way. That was before my time. I didn't have the we, Crystal we get a, What? Yeah. What? You weren't around last week? <laughs> With the relaunch? With the relaunch. <laughs> the relaunch. Oh, Crystal they Pepsi did? Oh, I'm, out of, yeah. I'm out of touch. I'm sorry. Oh, I had Crystal Pepsi. Delicious. Yes, it was. Possibly. Yes, Jesus. it was. Un- un- Bring it back. Body. Sorry, I brought it yeah. up. <laughs> All right, no, we do have an awesome show for you. We do have some odd news, man. Like we lost a bunch of people. 2016. But you ain't even introduced me and Johnny, bro. Fine, I'm sorry. In the house we have no love across the table. My dude from way back, one of my best friends in life. I've no, I'm kidding, bro. I'm <laughs> Yo, now we are very happy to have the always well informed, the always uh, uh, thoroughly opinionated. And he'll share them with you whether you want to hear them or not. I'm talking about my man, Jam the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Definitely glad I'm here today. Glad to be here with y'all. Yes. With this live stream. I'm trying my hardest not to look into the camera. <laughs> even, even, though, even though I really can't see the camera because the mic is blocking my face. So maybe that's a good thing that I can't see it to the camera. No, I'll trust you. If you could see it, it would be like... Blackness. It really is. Darkness, darkness, everybody. Darkness. 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 <laughs> All right, now, brother, thank you very much, man. This no doubt, what, what, no we, doubt, we, man. Three in a row, I think? Fuck uh, your show. Two. two. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, all right, keeping it prestigious and moving right along. I look across to the man who's keeping things technically operational. I'm talking, of course, about just Johnny. You. Hey. You do look like a tech guy right now. I do it with that shirt. You got, yeah. that, you got the headphones on. You're making sure you're like with, with checking all the wires. Yeah. And stuff. I feel I feel great to show how punk I am with all this very punk clothing I <laughs> have right, on right, right now. Right. This is all DIY right here. I got my uh, tattoos, you know, yeah. just showing. Got like a solid leather belt, some chinos, and some uh-huh. uh, some some ne- some uh, what is it, neoblonics, neoblonics. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I almost walked right past Johnny on a walk because I was like, I didn't recognize him. I was like, where's the leather jacket, man? Wait, What's going one on? The tech guys here. Some guy from IT came up. All right, man. Plumbing um, must be out in this place. Right, so. well, let's not forget the man who keeps sounding amazing. We're talking, of course, about DJ Herbie Herb. Yo. Hey. Oh, okay, All right. We do have a we have, we have a pack show for y'all. Let's get right to it. I'm, mm-hmm. t- I'm going to start. Actually, I'm going to kick it over to Adam because, man, you got the lowdown on some of these people we actually lost. The, I mean, I hate starting the show this way, and I hate talking about, you know, it's yeah. been the, the theme of 2016. I was talking about some somebody you really, really appreciated has passed away, but yeah, Curtis Hansen has passed. 
Curtis, and, uh, not Chris. Right. <laughs> Which confused you for a second. I'm sorry, it, it did. You said Curtis Hanson. I'm like, wait, wait, God he, must have told him to take a seat. He was like, Chris Hanson? What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard this news, and I, I don't really mm-hmm. want to, you know, expound too, too much on it, you know, because it, it, people have talked about it to death. But I just wanted to say, uh, obviously everyone knows how great a director he was, but uh, his movie uh, Wonder Boys in particular was so fantastic was so well well done you know what i mean and based on a great great book too which is really hard to do to kind of go like wow that movie was as good as that novel but in this case it really 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 holds up you know, uh michael douglas you know what got me so yeah it was well not to cut you off um eight mile yeah the one I really, which is a I really movie that has is is very well done and has it's so much better than it deserves to be. Yes, it you is. You know, and you watch it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, really good for what it, you, you think of, the, like, if in lesser hands, how bad that movie would have been. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then, and then you see what Hype it was, and, you know. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have been that bad. It would have been as good if Hype Williams did it, but you're right, I mean. It was just shot well. It was. It was. What, it was yeah, the pacing was good, and it was just really intense. It had a really, that, you know, that great. Great, you know, uh, uh, closing scene that that rap battle, and then that final shot of him walking away down that alley. It's just, yep. you know, it's it was movie. done very, very well. I mean, I just remember thinking, I didn't see it when it came on the theaters because I was immediately thinking, okay, this is gonna be a poor man's when uh, Purple Rain. Yeah. So I didn't even want to watch it, <laughs> whatever. But you were right, cinematically, it was just a beautiful. Well, just product. think of like a Get Rich or Die Trying, the the Fifty Cent movie that came out after. <laughs> like that's what that movie could have looked like. You know what I mean? I thought, How I bad thought, that would have been right? an update of Mario Van Peebles and rapping. <laughs> you know, so so so, but no, they delivered a prestigious film. It, yeah, had, it was had a proper aesthetic. But that's everything. all. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. Curtis Hanson. He was a very uh, eclectic uh, a director. You know, he bounced around from uh, very different projects. You know, he did like the movie like The River Wild, and then he did uh, you know Wonder Boys, something like that. You know, you bounced around to a lot of different genres. I mean, I was sleeping on um, on Chris Hansen. I'm not gonna lie, Curtis Hansen. Curtis Hansen. Yeah. Curtis Hansen. Curtis, Chris, Chris Hansen, the dude, the, the dude that, 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 that yeah. finds you walking in with uh, with with some Wendy's. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, it's like, and a 19-year-old girl playing like she's 13. Yeah, I'm yeah. tracking. I saw the, all those episodes. But Curtis Hanson, I was sleeping. I did not know he did The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yeah. That was definitely one of the first horror movies I sat back and watched. Like, whoa, this is right. Yeah, There's yeah, like, like yeah. no blood going on here. But, whoa, this kind of messed me up right now. Yeah, you just the whole psychological thriller, man. Yeah. Like, and we haven't even talked about L.A. Confidential, which mm-hmm. is like he won an Oscar for writing that movie. And it's just one of the the, the pillars of, uh, you know, 90s cinema. It was, it is. It was fantastic. It's so, so good. Good, mm-hmm. but also one of you those know, books I've failed to read several times. Yeah. So, you and me both, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody. But, um, <laughs> deeply intellectual show, super talented guy, mm-hmm. will be missed, you know Absolutely. what I mean? He was, uh, you know, all over the place, but yeah, like I said, Wonder Boys is a, it's a hidden gem, it's a fucking beautiful movie. I need to get on 71 that. 71 years old, yeah. rest in peace, RIP. All right, that's not the only one we lost, though, man. Adam, you want to take this one again? Why do you take this one? Okay, we're talking about H.G. Lewis. Right. One of the, the, the gore king. Mm-hmm. You they know call what I this mean? man the godfather. And I remember studying his work in, uh, in film school. Which is a which is a kind of an interesting guy to study too. Oh yeah, no, this uh, which was, is fun though. He's probably very fun to. It was, it was uh, mostly in a class called Cheap Thrills, which was all about bad bad like bad movies, movies and softcore yeah. porn. Um, this is how I got my degree, y'all. But um, one of the main From things. Phoenix College. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, babe, please. Uh, Emory Emerson, proper film school that I'm going to be paying money till the yeah. day I die. See, so I haven't seen. Spin. Um, I haven't seen many of his movies. I think I saw what, what, oh, was the movie uh, uh, The Wizard of Gore. Oh. Is uh, one of the ones I caught. No, nah, no, nah. they range from garbage to hot garbage. Yeah, 
And I will say Blood Feast is the one that's heralded as the first big ultra gore pinnacle of you know what this movie is is the is the is the poster for when uh they talk about well you know they just throw ketchup everywhere mm. this movie had like you could see the bottles yeah they almost put Heinz out of business yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, uh, okay i remember studying blood feast like yo we're gonna see the original i'm in the slasher films i'm in the horrors like thr- i want to see where it came from you know what came from there's a scene where a woman's uh whipping a uh whipping some guy in a uh, in a tortured den mm-hmm. it's a mop plainly dipped in this red sauce they have and just like slap it and there's no attempt to hide or make it seem like an actual cat of nine tails they didn't even paint the sucker it's a mop in her hand oh, on they, stick they didn't whipping yeah so you tell me it says a dollar tree mop that they just picked up yeah Man. they spared every expense on production they but uh <laughs> they spared every expense but they, on they, they 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 didn't never run out of red goo to splatter all over the place this, yeah these movies gosh. were were not good but they were mm. fun they were fun right uh, i mean yeah no that's the main that's the main thing to splatter to gore these were like the proto trauma movies okay yeah. back before it was fashionable to make bad movies that are so bad they're good right these were bad movies that couldn't help but be fun and amusing mm-hmm. and you just went and had a good time knowing that they were bad they weren't in on the gag but that's before there was a gag to be in on you know uh that's the work of hg lewis mm. and he passed away this week um, passed away today, actually. Passed away today. I just wow. heard this like an hour ago. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I was kind of doing this, reading this Curtis Hansen thing, and then uh, I saw Hansen. that, and I, uh, I texted you. I was like, "What's well, this, man? Like, yeah, we got to stop. We got to stop reading the news, you know." But think every time, immediately you think of me when you read these happy, these happy tales. <laughs> this guy uh, died. You hear? Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah. So, so next on the uh, next on the docket is um, another death. Yeah, active Bill Nunn oh, passed yeah, away man. at the age of 80, mm. uh, 62. Excuse me, um, after a bout with cancer. Yeah, mm, Radio uh, Raheem. Yeah, best known Love for playing Radio Raheem and yeah. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. An iconic character, but you know what? I actually know him from first because I saw this movie first because I was a little bit. Uh, Things to do in Denver when you're dead? No, but another one. Oh. No, oh. Sister Act. Sorry, bro. Ah. Sorry. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> he man. was the cop. You know he what I mean? He was the cop. Because he was. And he, he, and he grabs the guy and he grabs the uh, the, the snitch inside the thing. He'll plug him. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I love that line. Uh, Plug him up. Sis, oh, uh, so Act, just Act. Johnny's favorite movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> was he uh, in this? No, I don't know. Sister Act too. I don't want to bring that up. But uh, bring it back. To ha- bring it to have it. Was no, it? No, back it to have it. Yeah. A bunch of stuff, man. I remember him in School Days was actually his first. Yeah. His yes, first it was. Movie. When he was doing the butt. Doing the butt. <laughs> doing and, 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 six, six, six. <laughs> Wow. We are old. Yeah. And he spit um, game to that to that brick house. Woo, she was fine. Hey man, wouldn't you? Come on. Oh, man. absolutely. I was a little short, but still. I would even bring Johnny around. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I think he's going to be known for uh, Radio Raheem forever. Yes, he is. You know Radio I mean? Raheem I, definitely made it. Well, also, also, uh, keep in mind, he was also in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He was, uh, he was uh, Robbie Robertson. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually, Not the guy uh, from the band. Not the guy from the band. <laughs> no, it should have been a bigger role. Uh, but Sam Raimi was kind of all over the place there. But mm-hmm. no, he still he still brought it to the he still brought, he was one of the most identifiable supporting characters. That's how absolutely. Can, that's how yeah, yeah, I this, mean, this, if you I mean if you are if you are black, maybe specifically African American, but black as a whole, mm-hmm. and you grew up in the '90s, you have seen something with Bill Nunn in it yeah. without a doubt. Let it be Radio Mahim or one of my favorites, a Dutta Man, from, from, <laughs> <laughs> who was the muscle for Nino Brown <laughs> in, in New Jackson. City. Um, Nobody and, in Harlem <laughs> own any puppy fields. Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> 
I had to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. He's. He, I mean, <laughs> yes. obviously, I'm not African American, but like he was. Wait, he, you, you would see him, and you like he's one of those guys. You you know, it's the it's the stereotypical thing with uh yes. with uh the character actors. You'd be like, what's that guy's name? He's I like he was that one guy. Of them. I like him, and he's in stuff I know. I'm it's not afraid to put my finger on that. That guy with the mustache, that guy with the flat top, or that yeah. guy with the rings, or that guy doing the dance, or that guy mm-hmm. the cop who did the thing. But it's always that guy is awesome, and everything yeah, he does and he's here, consistent. Right? You know I mean? Yeah. So. No, I mean I read this little story. I don't want to harp on this. I know we're trying to move on, but I read the story on Facebook. Um, might have been one of my fraternity brothers, just some dude that I know was telling the story how he ran to Bill Nunn fishing. Like, he was fishing. He looked over. He saw Bill Nunn fishing. So he walked up on him, introduced himself. Bill Nutty Beely said, I don't want to talk about the movies. And, <laughs> and Bill Nutty Beely just launched him to talk about his kids and his family. Just, really? like, just telling, like, his life story to this to this dude who was like, hey, man, I just was just glad to be in his presence. Yeah. To just drop this knowledge to me about, like, just his life. You know, as opposed to talking about the movies. And it was just, like, yeah, it's one of those sort of things. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool yeah. But I couldn't <laughs> have that because I'd have been like, hey, yo, Raheem. Like, that's the wrong movie, fool. <laughs> Like, all right, man, it's very nice to meet you. Love you, man. Hate. And then just like push me off the boat. <laughs> Give me my pole back. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about uh, actor Bill Nunn. He passed away at age sixty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, known for we mentioned Sister Act. We mentioned uh, we mentioned uh, Spider-Man. Also, he was in Idlewild, which yeah. nobody saw. Um, I saw it. Good soundtrack. Saw? I saw it. I saw it. It was yeah, great it, sound. It was, Amazing soundtrack. Was, I saw it. It was a pretty good movie. Uh, I mean. Depends. We look. It's a movie with Outcast. I mean, come on. Yeah, watch. No, 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 listen no, no, to the soundtrack. No, no, no. Yeah, it's another cast album. No, you pretty much. Like, that was part of your black immersion point. That's what happened. There. <laughs> well, it was necessary. You had to fill a quota. Um, so my car don't get taken away. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure my black car stays intact. <laughs> Three key movies a month. Um, Can I uh, uh, chime in real quick here? Yeah, what oh, do you got? please go ahead. All right. So if anyone wants to watch us uh, talk live, they can do it right now on Twitch. Dot TV mm-hmm. forward slash the geek down all mm-hmm. in word. Yes, indeed. Yes, and they can indeed. watch us right now. Oh, uh, we got to put that information. Yeah, thank, thank you for it's like world star. If you can pull yourself, yeah, from uh, Donald Trump saying ridiculously, oh, sweet Jesus, racist, <laughs> awful <laughs> things. Yeah, like, how did we get to that point as a country? I blame her. It's another show, but <laughs> another show, another show. All right, so let's get time to get into that. Man, no, nah, we do have a little bit more news to cover. Yo, dig this, because Jay, I'm, I'm especially glad you're here mm-hmm. when the story's dropping, because Boom Studios yes. hired you know, the WWE <laughs> license and will begin publishing wrestling comics this fall. Uh, okay, now, why is this news? Um, and I suppose if we have that written down, why is this news? Because yeah, I kind of <laughs> want to know myself. Because Boom has announced their uh, new approach to wrestling comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, historically, wrestling comics, I grew up reading wrestling comics. I so stopped I after are, a while for this exact reason. Go ahead. Brother, the exact reason. Hyper shitey. That's right? why I was the like, I can't watch. You can read them. Corniest. Garbage. Work. Yes, exactly. Hot. Hot steaming pile. I haven't had the pleasure. Think, sorry. think Hulk Hogan superhero show is yeah. is what it is. Think of Pretty like much, well, yeah. so is it like a Suburban Run. Commando the magazine? Um, you're not that far off. Oh, you really man. aren't. Rocket Rock Rock and Wrestling set in Vietnam, nineteen seventy four. Yes. All right. <laughs> um. Uh, but historically, we mentioned uh, wrestling comics have taken the personalities of uh, wrestlers and superstars and mash them into genres that they have really have no business being in, no collection of wrestling, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have um, friggin' The Undertaker uh, in some suburban uh, neighborhood. He's fending off uh, uh, um, oil barons. But he was, just, he was just riding through on his motorcycle and then somebody needed his help. It's like so some little was, cat stuck in a tree and Hulk Hogan's there and he happens to climb the tree and save the kitty uh, for the kids. You know, stupid fun. little things like that. And that just completely turned me off when I was a fan as a yeah, kid. Man. Like, D- I don't even want to read it. Dean Malenko will drop kick that kitty out of the tree for you, kid. Like, word? <laughs> for real? 
Um, $6 million man's doing your tax returns. IRS doing tax returns. Oh, man. Uh, boom. Um, their new approach is they're going to tell the backstories and things that happen between the shows. Uh, that because of budgets and locations and all types of stuff that they normally can't do on ta- uh, you know on screen, uh, these will be off camera elements uh, that may tie into the live show continuity. So you get the books, and these are the storylines that they wanted to write into the show, yeah, into the regular character character um, playouts, and couldn't for some reason or another. You can actually have those in book form. Um, so there are also plans sounds like for, it's like strictly for the diehards though. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if the stories are good enough, you know, you can jump into something that's that. You okay. think someone would pick this up, not being a wrestling fan, and then turned on to wrestling? You think that perfect happened? example? Yeah, perfect example is the Marvel movies. You can see any of those without really knowing the background of a lot of the characters, and still see a good movie. You may not get every reference, you may not understand who every character is, but the stories are still good enough that you won't have a bad time. Mm. You know, so I'm hoping if they do these, because they emphasized, especially in the press conferences at, uh, at the Comic-Con announcement, um, how that they are fans writing these, you know? Right. So it's fans creating the uh, material so they care about it that much more. I mean, the only fear that I have is exactly what um, what Adam mentioned, is that because there are fans doing it, mm-hmm. that this could be a situation where they may be using jargon that <laughs> those who are diehard fans two know. Two in the know, yeah. It could be two in the know, like you said, without keeping in mind mm-hmm. your casual audience who you're really trying to pull in. Um, which is something I'll address a little later when it comes to pro wrestling it's, yeah, in the United it's a, States. It's so. certainly a difficult situation, you it know is. what I mean? And more power to him for trying to do it. But it's, yeah, it's you like mean, you, so you run Jay the risk. And of, I talk about the finger poke of doom or, 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 or Macho Man and the Cremas. You know, oh we, might leave, we might the leave people in the dark. The superpowers, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the finger poke of doom. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, no, I understand exactly Bad what memories, you're saying. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm trying to. Keep a positive, uh, po- a positive viewpoint here, but you know you're right. It does kind of tread that line. So, of, is there a certain character that you would be certainly interested in to 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 get some backstory on that they might not Doink fit into an? <laughs> Better, well, all right, peep game. Let, let me kind of address sort of that. Okay, is this going to be similar to what they did with the Andre the Giant piece? No, like, no, no, no. Because I mean, with that, it was a lot of it was stories based on Andre the Giant. So it wasn't hokey. It was ultimately Andre the Giant stories and graphic novel drinking form. stories. No, I hope yeah. a, lot, a lot of it was Andre the yeah. Giant drinking stories. Tell but us I mean, sleep in a hotel. We couldn't move. And we left him there. <laughs> it was a lot of that. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it, was, it was a great piece because it definitely showed the realism of it. But at the same time, it wasn't hokey. It was like in his element. Yeah, so is it gonna be something like that no, or no? That's more biographical. This oh, is mm-hmm. this is specifically storyline uh, to basically flesh out the characters' backstories that okay. they can't do in the, in the hour-long program, a two-hour-long program. Or three-hour-long program. Or three-hour-long program, yeah. <laughs> um, can't do it. The three-hour-long program that's on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think, think about it this way. This is, this is the addendum to a story you already know. Okay. Uh, re- uh, really well. This is the add-ons that you know you didn't get in the original in the in the, in the main version. Sounds like something or I would have tore apart when I was like 13 years old, you man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Okay. Now I'm really happy about this because finally they're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically the w- first book that came to mind when I read this. Mm-hmm. It's a book that I'm I'm pretty sure I still have today somewhere in my folks' attic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Sting, the comic book. What's it about? Mm-hmm. Well, Sting is on vacation from the WCW. What's he doing? He's taking a cruise. What happens on this cruise? Well, some mad bombers try to blow up the cruise ship. Is this blonde sting or dark-haired sting? This is blonde. This is blonde. Sting. Face paint and everything while he's on vacation. (laughs) Uh, Does he have like a polo on his shorts? You look good. You look good. (laughs) This dude has the most Miami Vice 
like uh, a white suit, no sock boxings, uh, get, get up you've ever seen. Blue white theater underneath. And dig this. <laughs> and the miscreants are going to blow up the cruise ship. Nobody can stop them but Sting. But who do they have working for him? It's Cactus Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It is Cactus Jack. You got it. For be no reason me. whatsoever. Oh, bang, bang. man. And the so whole thing was, it was Cactus Jack, and he had two other minions uh, next to him. I could, I, I don't remember who they were. It's been a long, long time. I want to say like the, like the, the Smoking Guns, but they weren't WCW. Nah. But these two probably dudes with Vader a, and no, somebody. These, it, was two, it was two dudes with like a cowboy theme. Was I, it? I, uh, I feel like they were tag team. Nah, bro, I'm not. Buckhouse gonna. Buck. And uh, because he had like a cowboy gimmick for a while too, it, it was somebody else. But it, go it, ahead, it could have been. These were D, uh, WCW cats, yeah. and I swear to God, this dude uh, uh, saved the day by drop kicking the bomb off the ship. <laughs> drop kicking the bomb <laughs> off of the ship, and then the last panel, he went back to the dance floor and finished dance, still in <laughs> gear, still in the suit, uh, makeup and all, and danced the night away with the, some chick named Missy. And this was like Hyatt, quality. huh? Like Missy Hyatt. Uh, I don't. I didn't get a last name, bro. I'm like assuming I said, it's been a Missy while. Hyatt. You're not just Man. gonna pick Missy out the sky with Stig, so I'm assuming it's Missy Hyatt. Man, that's horrible. But this go is, ahead. This, this, this is his first. You have a great memory of this, though. This I read is, that book. Yeah. Well, you really I, do. I, I was a you were traumatized, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. You were traumatized. I, even, I, was I love that book back then, man. The corniest thing as hell now. Yeah. But back yeah. then, I was I was just happy to have like Sting and like, oh my god, a Sting! You don't Sting! I've got my Sting. You know, I'm not going to front because I probably, I probably actually cannot borrow that. If I, <laughs> back then, I'm not going to front. Yeah, <laughs> Children oh. and their parents will buy the dumbest, oh. worst crap oh, ever. Don't like, how is it? I, no, I don't. I'm just saying. It makes sense to me. I'm like, how does that sound? That's the worst thing. You're like, oh, yeah. We got to go, go around this table at one point and find like, the stupidest thing you still have. And oh, man. I got so many, though. I know I do. I so many. Yeah, oh. I want to hear Johnny. You're off, you off the quiet over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just making sure things don't break technically. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, no, sorry. I'm doing real work here. I can't. <laughs> Why you can uh, smoke a joke? I'm trying to keep this show running. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Boom Studios is premiering the new line uh, this fall. Um, so I mean, check for it. I'm, I'm actually, checking for it. Yeah. Without a doubt, I'm not going to front. I'm definitely going to check for it. I have to. Right. It's a morbid curiosity thing. Mm-hmm. At the very, at the very most superficial level, I just kind of need to know. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. I see a booty O's backstory anyway. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to jump right into this first view because I peeped Aliens, Life and Death. It's a comic that's out right now from Dark Horse. Just launched. I'm a big fan of the Alien franchise. Love all, uh, love most of the movies. You're not a Prometheus guy, uh, right? Man, don't say that. Yeah, not bad. Oh, Prometheus is right. someone, Someone's gonna, someone's gonna believe you. Don't. It, do it that. wasn't That's, bad. No, we're not. I, I liked it. Stop I, it. I didn't think it was bad. I thought Stop. it was alright. I, I didn't thought, mean to I do thought this. Thought it was bad. actually really good, man. No. I don't say really good, but it wasn't bad. Don't. I'm gonna say don't really poke good. him any more than he. Sorry, sorry. Everything in that damned movie was was like eye worms and toothy vaginas, man. It's like the future. The future. Which is disgusting. <laughs> Alien right, abortion. There's a movie yeah. for that. Yeah, I think it's, it's called a, Teeth. Teeth. Uh, Teeth. I actually saw that in theater. Small story on the side. Gave a run for its money. Woman got in the thing, gave birth to this, like, uh, Hi, uh, Pete. squid. I'm sorry. <laughs> birth to a squid lava lamp, yo. The whole movie's messed up. All right. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> only loosely related, Alien, Alien's uh, Life and Death. Um, just released from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, now, I'll give you the actual plot synopsis here. <clears throat> Those who die are the lucky ones. In the aftermath of the battle with the engineers, that's those clowns from Prometheus that y'all were mentioning so fondly. The freaks, those white dudes with the... Anyways, um, the surviving humans on LV-223 are wounded and scattered. 
and easy prey for the gathering horde of aliens. The Colonial Marines get a taste of what it's like to be at the bottom of the food chain. And that's mm. pretty much it. And that seems like a really simplistic explanation, but you're talking about aliens. And anyone going to this isn't going for the uh, really deep, uh, uh, introspective story of, well, I want to find out Hicks's background. Why did he join the Marines in the first place? You know, um, what did wait, what did Apone do to rise to the chain of command? Nah, none of that. It's like once the aliens and once some cats get murked, and that is exactly what goes down here. The movie, the uh, movie, the book starts off with uh, these cats lost and surrounded by aliens, and then cats just start dying raw and horribly. And I'm just like, okay, damn, they pulled no punches. They want, I figure they want to get the gore like out of the way right away, because the writing itself is kind of mediocre. I'm not gonna lie, mind you, it's uh, still like fledgling. They're just starting out. But I'm not getting too uh, too deep a story here. This seems like a vehicle, pretty much, to have a lot of random colonial marines in jungle atmospheres or in you know uh, 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 desolated city mm-hmm. settings, and then just get them taken the f out quick, <laughs> raw, dirty. It's like nasty. So just stuff. basically setting you up to get slaughtered. Pretty much. Like like, I, so how's the artwork then? I mean, did they they very, show enough of that? It or? was very basic, man. Like this was like it's not it's not quite indie comic uh, uh, loose, but this was kind of less than I'd expect from Dark Horse. And Dark okay. Horse is known for having the more like you know uh, varied style, but this seemed like something I could do. You know, I'm not right. a ter- I'm not a terrible artist, but I'm no professional. You know, um, and I'm not hating. I mean, this is this again the vehicle for death and killing and rampant. You know, um, basically, if I stopped reading Chaos Comics, this was this would be what I'd what I'd go to to satisfy my 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 my, 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 my bloodlust. Um, I want to see if it takes off a little more. So you're interested in the next one? So you're not, but you're not going to recommend? I'm not. I'm not going to. Um, honestly, if you're a hard hardcore fan, I'd especially recommend you don't read it, or at least not right away. Wait for a uh, wait for a collection, and then uh, see how it actually pans out. Because right now, it's just too early to tell. But if this is a prime example of what they are going to present the whole run, then it's a pass. It's a pass. Mostly because they don't do anything, they, uh, or at least they don't allude to doing anything that uh, you would want them to do. It's pretty. It's it's basically like a not like a, like late '80s, early '90s action book. We're lost in the jungle. We're fighting something, and it, it's got more numbers than we than we, than we do. Hmm. The end. Mm. You know. So uh, as a reader, I was disappointed. As a as a as an aliens fan, I was more disappointed. Um, it wasn't tragic, but it was just more mediocre than it should have been. Nah, I um, aliens, life and death, pass. All right. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. But I'm not the only opinion in the house. My man just Johnny got out to check out what? Little game called Downwell. A tiny game, smidgen. It, it's, it's literally a very small game. It's uh, $2.50 right now that you can buy it on. A bunch of different platforms I'll get into a little bit later, but mm-hmm. uh, the game is just very straightforward, very, very pint-sized, very small concept, but it fully it, it fully uh, explores all of the things that it could explore within this very narrow uh, scope. And that is simply, uh, you're playing as this dude that falls down this endless well that uh, is randomly generated. So inside this well, you're, you're constantly falling down with a few platforms that you can sort of land on. Uh, but your goal is to just make it down to the very bottom of the well. And along the way, there's these enemies that have different characteristics to them on how you need to tackle them. And uh, the big thing about it is that you have guns on your boots. So your boots are guns. Oh, uh, 
Okay, are they for like propulsion? They are. So as you're falling down, you can fire your gun boots in order to sort of slow down your descent as well as kill the enemies that you're going down on. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like a yeah. vector man. Kind of, you know what I mean? You ever, um, you ever played that where you're like, you know, you can boost up and then when you're falling, yeah, you can hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah. destroy an enemy that way. But yeah. Or at like the very least like Battletoad where the you can push off from one wall and use yourself as a weapon. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, huh. uh, similar to that, except um, the the descent is uh, minimal. Uh, the, the sort of the interruption to your descent is kind of minimal. So you have, it's a very fast-paced, combo-oriented type of game. And as you're making it down this well, there's these little tiny rooms on either side of it that you can explore for various power-ups or for vendors. So as you're killing enemies, you're collecting these uh, red gems, and then you're taking these red gems and finding a shop to spend them on. And then uh, as you fall down to the bottom of a of a certain level or, or a little stage of a well, you're, you're constantly going down, but there's like these uh, little um, intermissions in between. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing that, you're gaining a permanent power up that you're able to select. And it sort of feeds this, uh, I almost want to say it's like uh, the binding of Isaac, except simpler. And you're just falling down and doing this very arcadey uh, style gameplay where you're just jumping on enemies' heads or shooting them or bouncing between them. Uh, and there's a lot of intricate mechanics in there that makes it ex extremely fun. Well, is this, is, what's, the, what's the atmosphere then? Is it more of like a, more of like a silly platform or is it like a serious game where at the bottom of the well is the future of man or something like that? It, it is a very streamlined, very simple game. There's no... No essential story. There's, there's, no, it's very bare bones. It's just fall down a well, see how far down you can get, and along the way, kill as many enemies, build up a high enough combo, and just try to survive. And it has permadeath, so you make it down uh, as far as you can get. If you die, you have to start from the very top again. Ooh, wait, and, wait, okay, okay. Now, do you get uh, lives, hit points? Is like our type. You make it all the way down. And then just before you hit bottom, you get like some some random stray bullet catched you in the kneecap, yep. and then and, and you're dead. You start all the way back, all the way back from the very start. Although you do get uh, health, and you can increase your health uh, as you go by getting various power ups or, okay. or spending um, your currency in certain ways. But yeah, it's very brutal with the difficulty, but it's also very streamlined uh, or very compact and every every time you go down the well it's random so it's you're never encountering the same scenario over and over again the enemies might be the same but the level design itself the enemy placement uh the power-ups you're going to get the permanent power-ups that you're going to get like all of those things are going to be random so it's it's interesting every single time you go through okay all right so uh, it sounds like you've got a pretty high opinion of this other I do. It, it is really. It's probably the best two dollars and fifty cents you could ever spend Whoa. on a video game. Whoa. Nice. Well, keep in mind, we did just talk about Crystal Pepsi. So yeah. oh. <laughs> on a game, he said. No, on a game. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. Sorry, he didn't take an account to Crystal. <laughs> and, and, wait, <laughs> am I the only one that's hoping that while you play this game, we're sending our love down the well from The Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> or you see that like child from that crappy like after school movie, you know what I mean? Or yeah. they it's she like, fell like, down the well. It's like, it's like you, you just passed baby Glenn. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it, yeah. baby Glenn. So uh, what's this? What's this for, Johnny? Is it a mobile game? Uh, it is a mobile game. It's uh, called Downwell. It's available on PS4, Android, iOS, ah. the Vita, and Windows, the which wow. is where I played it. 
Wow, wait, no N-Gage? People, people still got no the engage. No sorry. <laughs> people still got the Vita. <laughs> Although, the Vita. Uh, he did not say PSP, he said Vita. Uh, some people might might want to know this. The graphics are 8-bit style, so uh, if you don't huh. like that sort of thing, the, the old school sprites, then... What? No, um, please, I got a PS4 anyway. for, those eight, for those sharp 8-bit yeah. graphics. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really putting the hardware to the test right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the game was called Downwell. From Moppin, Mopin, M-O-P-P-I-N. Eh? Like, right. so Block falls down hole. Johnny recommends it. I recommend the soundtrack from The Simpsons uh, Season 7 episode. No, All right. Are you talking about that one CD that they came out with? What? Really no, early one, on. One CD. I actually have it. Yeah. They, they have, came out they, with multiple. They have four CDs. Yes, I have do. three of them. Oh. The only one I don't have is uh, the one where they're all dressed up like the um, like the uh, the Beatles, um, uh, Sergeant Pepper uh, joint. Mm. Uh, okay. I, I couldn't. I couldn't justify the money. I bought Simpsons. I bought songs in the key of Springfield. I bought the Simpsons. <laughs> Sing the blues, son. I think that's the one. Mm. I think oh, that's the one I got. That, it, it's, it's. It's. I mean, I can't even justify that now. I mean, I mean, I tried. Got, uh, my my uh, Simpsons like, fan card just got pulled, be a, and uh, y'all can keep. All that. I can say is, I know the words of Doctor Zayas thanks to thanks to uh, Songs in the Key of Springfield. So that's cool. This could be a collector's but item by now, eh? Songs in the Key of Springfield. It's yeah. on CD. If it was on. If it was on vinyl, maybe. <laughs> songs in the Key of Springfield. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I doubt that it came out on vinyl. It's all. It's all garbage. This had nothing to do with Downwell, but. Uh, in the worst segue ever. <laughs> Shout out to Sting. <laughs> Oh hey man, one of his fans needed him. That's yeah. why. That's why he had to drop kick that uh that bomb off the boat. Oh sorry, he's got the wrong stick. <laughs> all right, uh, Herb's over there just shaking his head in disappointment. Wait, where is this show going? I don't know. Cactus Jack was also <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Cactus Jack commissioned by terrorists to blow up a random ass cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Bang, bang. <laughs> Who's gonna save us? Oh no! Kahuna, oh, uh, Kona Crush is on. He's unavailable at this time. Oh, Cactus oh. Jack just hit him with barbed wire. Can't someone put out a wire and a big pop a pump? Big pop a pump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <live> here, man. <laughs> oh, Flash Funk is on the job. No, he's not. It's the wrong. It's the wrong franchise. Ah, Buff back. Okay, we gotta stop. <laughs> Didn't they both get fired at the same time? <laughs> that, that whole company got uh, locked out. Oh, they apparently had a beef, though. Yeah. Uh, Flash Falk and Buff Bagwell. Right. Man, it's gangster. Go on YouTube and check it out, man. Uh, Scorpio goes in about how him and Bagwell did not get along, just how Bagwell was so full of himself uh, when they were a tag team. That really? Bagwell was just like they jumped Not bucks. Bagwell. Not him. <laughs> like, this, this, like, no, this, like, before the whole NWO thing when he was just, like, you know, young Al Marcus Alexander Bagwell. We didn't buy his whole name. And, like, Scorpio was, like, taking him under the wing. But they knew he was going to split him up and have him go, have um, Bagwell go for his own run. And he just got a little too conceited to the point where, um, like, on some, oh, yeah. on some, uh, El Samo, I'm better than you sort of thing. Like, like I'm big time now because they're going to give me a singles push. And Scorpio was not trying to I hear it. My chest. Google it. Uh, yeah, yeah so YouTube. Like, he was, like, the, 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 the Shawn Michaels of that group. He was trying to be the Shawn Michaels in a group, but in actuality, he was the Mario Gennetti of that group. Oh. Um, <laughs> and you know what happened? Again, Marty, the references that everyone you, gets. And you heard what you saw what happened with, with Marty Gennetti. Those of you who are listening, do not know. I'm about to look at the camera for this one. <laughs> YouTube barbershop window. <laughs> YouTube barbershop window. All right, Shawn Michaels barbershop window. Brutus End the story. Beefcake was never the same after this one event. But I'm sorry. Please continue. No, nah, no, nah, it's okay. I'll talk about the grudge match between the Demolition and the Legion of Doom. So it's you know I'm, I'm sorry. Enough with the old school ref, uh, wrestling references. Now so talk good. about. 
Um, no, let's talk about what Coco Beware is doing. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I got to check out the latest dude, the latest Denzel property. Denzel Washington starring in a the Denzel Magnificent joint? Seven. Yeah. It was a Denzel, a Denzel joint. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven starring mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say an all-star cast. It, it was had, a bad it, it cast. Had, you know, no, no, no. I'm not saying it was bad. But it had stars in it. Yeah. But the Seven itself... You know three of those dudes, maybe four. <laughs> exactly. Like Chris Pratt's a big yeah. dude now. I mean, that's one of the three you remember. And then like Ethan yeah. Hawke's always that guy that's like, yeah, and I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you remember. Ethan those three. Right. You right. will you will spot the name Vincent D'Onofrio in the credits. You yeah. will not spot him in the movie until someone specifically points it out to you. Did he lose he weight? No. 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 He's just, no, he's just, he's like just heavily him. made up. In fact, yeah. he may have gained weight for this role. He might have. He looked a little big. Yeah. Vincent he ate Ethan Hawke. Well, no, he—he's—he's—I'm he's, he's, gonna call—I'm gonna call him the 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 uh, the uh, I was gonna say Chris Nolan. What's his name? Uh, Batman. Um, yeah, you played Bale? Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's the fat Christian Bale. Because yeah. he—he's he's a familiar <laughs> man. Every every role he looks different. You got to you got to identify him. Like yo, that's him. Like word. It's like yeah, you got to shave the beard, knock off about forty pounds, and then you know like dress him this way, you know, take off the Santa Claus gear. Oh yeah, that is him. He was the kingpin. I know, right? He was also that dude from Jurassic World. What the f- what? <laughs> well, Vincent D'Onofrio was in this movie. Ethan Hawke is in this movie. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie. It's very simple. It's a remake of the 1960 um, Magnificent Seven, the original starring Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. But even before then, it was... Uh, it was the Seven, Seven Samurai, Samurai from Kurosawa. Long history of remakes of this. And most of them have not been successful. The Magnificent Seven, the original movie with Yul Brenner, I think, was the most successful up until now. This movie with Denzel has taken like legit numbers mm. over the uh, over the weekend, and I think with good Especially reason. Especially with nothing I, really else else <laughs> out there. Okay, you know okay. what I mean? Let me Sully drop. Don't, don't, rain, don't rain on their parade. I'm not raining on it. It's just a fact. Let them have it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, Denzel made the movie. I think a lot of it's like no one's going to give Denzel Washington's movie a friggin' three. Yeah, <laughs> Denzel, three out of ten. You know what I mean? I mean you know what I Denzel think? Washington walks in with at least a seven. You know what I think? This is even uh, the equalizer was rubbish. Exactly, but yet that's probably yeah. pulling in at seven. This is this is just another installment of Antoine Fuqua apologizing to uh, <laughs> to Denzel for making him play the bad guy in Training Day. See, my thing is with, with, <laughs> with Antoine Fuqua too. I'm glad you brought him up too because I think this guy like had a monster hit early. And then it's been like treading water ever since. Honestly, then, you know I, agree. I, mean? I agree. I don't think Tough he's call, not he... a good director. I just think he makes bad movies. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of thing. Like, not that so they're bad. Not like they're technically bad. They're just not that good. I agree. You know what I mean? They're, they're I think he, the road. he got a hit and it was yeah. great and it was mostly Denzel, probably. You know what I mean? But it, we just he hit something and then it was like. He just never recaptured that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like he got just lightning like in the bottle that one time. Just early. like yeah, just like Shyamalan. Well, I think it's a point. I think with this one, no, I, think, I don't. I not, think not entirely. Almost. The, I think Magnificent Seven is the movie to break that curse. Um, we're talking about director Antoine Fuqua, who did direct this, um, and directed it starring Denzel. He's done a lot of projects with Denzel Washington. Most of Antoine Fuqua's movies to date have not been that great you're right i mean they're not bad they're just i mean i'm, I'm skimming through his stuff right now and i mean they're not bad what's movies? his last it's three just, movies equalizer in 2014 which, which, which was which was amazing um, exit strategy Den- 2015 wait, wait 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 southpaw 2015 equalizer was denzel as the terminator <laughs> right okay, okay this dude, and it was bad anytime there was an explosion it's, it's denzel walking away in slow motion slow motion yeah right. well, he gets dude, shot in that movie and he just like puts like wax on her something's like yeah i'm good yeah and then, like, walks away. southpaw her southpaw was pretty good nah southpaw was with um gyllenhaal yeah Jake Gyllenhaal doing his Rocky Marciano impression. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the movie was forgotten in like two weeks, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I don't know about Exit Strategy. Denzel played Chisholm 
in this movie. If anyone's seen the original uh, Magnificent Seven, this is the role played by Yul Brenner. It's the uh, the bounty hunter, he's the lawman. Well, bounty hunter's good enough, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, he's the one that's actually asked by the townspeople who are being terrorized by this mogul with violence and death and things. They find this guy who comes to town looking for a bounty and see, yo, this dude's some serious stuff. We're farmers, not fighters. We need some help. Let's see if this guy can handle business for, him, so, for us. So they hire one man to take out an army of like 700 henchmen. Yep. Yeah. What's up, Herb? You saw this? Oh, no, I was I was like thinking about the original. The original was 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 some stuff. I noticed this movie followed the same uh, saw the same storyline plot in which a cowboy comes to town. Excuse me, sir, can you help us? It's like cool. What do you need? Huh. We need you to put your life on the line to save a town of people you don't know. I got this. How many? Four or five henchmen. I'm good. Um, an army plus. Uh, I may need to hire a couple more guys for this. I need an Indian. Yeah. I need at least one more guy. And that's one thing I noticed, Jay. They covered yes. every point. This was yes, they did. They hit every the most 2016 type thing. thing we got. Yeah. We got going. Like there's, there's got to be an Indian around here somewhere. <laughs> was, there's was, still one left. It was legit Indians. It wasn't like you know like, yeah, white yeah. guy in red face. You know what I mean? It was like legit Indian, actual Native Americans. <laughs> it still but, doesn't make it any more believable. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, Consider it this way. This is a work of fiction about... Folk because it's not a Puerto Rican guy in makeup, it doesn't mean it's... They had their Latin quota filled. <sighs> it's, a, it's a story about folktale heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In which case, these guys are going to be freaking superheroes. Okay, This was a video game. They had uh, one, <laughs> one type of each class. You got your sharpshooter. You know, you got your, you got your loudmouth gambler, who's also like you know good with the six guns at close range. You've got Denzel, who's just your all-around hero. You've got your, uh, your Native American, who's your melee action star. You've got got um vincent d'onofrio as your tank class oh yeah he's just a tanker this just dude was, a yeah bowling over dudes just <laughs> like literally everyone else had to every, he's the only one who really had to work for his kills everyone everyone else is like picking people off it's like doing it by uh, hand i mean after he after what he went through when he was a full metal jacket to be hey look, look what happened dude i mean he came out like a warrior Man. boy all I know, all, all I'll say is, I was no, six no down to infantry. When you, when you, when you, you made it. He made it. When you were first introduced to Tanafrio, it's these two cats who's talking mess about him. He just like comes out of nowhere from like behind the wall that you you're barely aware is there, and just like murks like the Kool Aid guy. Like, just, he did. Yeah, he just comes out of nowhere with a rock. And I swear to God, before then he was just there to do that voice. He does this voice that makes you think this man might not be all that right in the head. <laughs> if you've ever seen Gunsmoke, imagine if Festus had brain damage. Um, no one's seen Gunsmoke. So that's no, no, I, I've seen mm-hmm. Gunsmoke. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, that's the that's thing. I'm, I'm into westerns, and this movie grew on me. I wasn't really feeling it at first when we walked out of the screening, but uh, having taken time which is, to think about it over the which past... Which is interesting week. to hear you say, because you're mm-hmm. usually not a guy that changes your mind. Not you're not. Mean, I'm not trying to say you're stubborn in any way, but it's... <laughs> but usually, you know, you, you see something, you have an opinion, and, and you it stick take, to it. Yeah, you know you're what like, I mean? like, this, so, this movie sucks, period, point blank, so I was incredibly surprised well, that, that let, you they have pulled a turn over here on me. Well, the thing is, having <laughs> let this one set in, I started thinking about, first of all, the obvious references mm-hmm. to other westerns uh, mm-hmm. that are in this movie, and I mean, uh, homages, which is cool. Well, I mean, Western I, anyway, I like westerns, a... I like mm-hmm. somebody who appreciates those and is working those in, and isn't trying to go uh, too far in either direction, because it's set in the old west. It's gotta be extra gritty, extra raw, extra dirty, everyone's gotta be getting scalped every other well, scene, or too far in the opposite direction, well, where I mean, we're, you know, sorry with the 
fringe on top. Everyone's wearing pink shirts and, you know, flashy gun belts. Well, the, um, the, the nature of the Western is kind of like an homage to these legends and everything, too. Yeah. So everything's kind of like a copy well, of something that came so before. Is. That's, that's you know, all right? early America had. Think about the concept of the settlers who came to this, to this continent from somewhere else. Well, don't give me that smirk, man. I'm, I'm making a point. Uh, well, basically, they came and they had nothing. All you had is still, they didn't have, like, TV back then. They had iPods and stuff. You know, you had to make up stories. So you tell the story of, well, you know, your grandfather, he had a farm, and then he tilled it, and then he died. Like, no. It's like, I'm thinking just like, grandfather more like just man. A- he, he snatched... Uh, the land from the jaws of evil men who tried to... Dim engines, uh, right? <laughs> well, just in structure, you know what I mean? It's usually the quiet, sullen hero who enters a town and he helps yeah. somebody out that he needs. I mean, yeah, like one of my favorite is a oh, Pale Rider, so. you know, uh, mm-hmm. Pale Rider by uh, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. It's such a good movie, but it takes like a theme of this quiet hero like entering a town, helping this family, shooting the bad guys, and walking off into the sunset. That's that was it, a right? Lot. The tropes that Hollywood made popular that we've come to accept over time. But if time, you do them well, it doesn't really matter if you beat them to death. Good, good movie's a good movie. I don't and this movie, to me, it didn't start off good enough, but I realize it's the best example of the classic Western that we have today. We mentioned a few before the show when we were talking about this, and 310 to Yuma, great movie, mm-hmm. I think. You would actually mention Posse. Not so possible. Big Daddy Kane was in that movie, by the way. Kane. You're going to see a movie uh, with Big Daddy Kane and Stephen Baldwin hey, in the same man. movie. Yeah. Hey, Does Stephen Baldwin die in that movie? Everyone dies yeah. in that movie. Everyone, I mean, right, people's, people's made it. Yeah, people's made it, yeah. <laughs> All right. But no, we're getting kind of off the point. Without, Antoine Fuqua is a fan of Westerns. He made this movie because he was a fan of Westerns. And huh. a lot of this is an homage that I can see in the uh, aftermath of everything we got. Which pretty much was um, a lead up to a boss fight with a cartoonish villain. Uh, I mean, this dude did everything short of like twirling his mustache while tying um, Polly Purebred to the train track. <laughs> to the train track. <laughs> you know, seriously, like Pure this dude. Bread. He seemed like Paul Giamatti with with Daniel Day Lewis hair. I mean, listen, I was there. I seen you, him with you. I'm not gonna front. I'm not a huge fan of westerns. Hater. So. <laughs> Watching it, I thought it was great for what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I mean, like you said, all the Western tropes in it. I mean, I like. I think the acting went very, very well. Um, I was. I shouldn't be too surprised that Fuqua dig, dug deep into his uh, actors who he worked with before. I know I was making fun of the lead female uh, when we was at a theater called her. Uh, called her the poor man Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> she really she, was. But I mean, uh, I give her I mean, due. She wasn't I mean, bad. she was. I mean, shouts, shouts to Haley Ben. Um, Haley Bennett's her name. Mm-hmm. She was with. Um, she was in um, the Equalizer, apparently. So she made a she made an appearance in Equalize. I'm not sure what bigger role because I didn't see Equalize. Uh, probably Russian so, prostitute number three. <laughs> and she was in your favorite movie, Hardcore Henry. Oh, Hardcore Henry was the shit. I oh, hate so you, dude. she was, but she was in she was in that movie as well. So be so she's not some slack or anything like that. She's been around for a little bit. So props to her. I thought it was good for what it was. I mean, my wife's family love my wife's father loves westerns. So this is one of those sort of things where I never give him a reference to anything, but I would give him a reference to go see this. But hey, you should go see this, buddy. Yeah. For somebody who loves westerns, you'll get a huge kick out of it. I, and I was nervous, as nervous as you were when we went to go see Tarzan. And you were like, how's this going to pan out? How are the the black folks going to look in Tarzan? It's what you were thinking. But I was thinking the same thing. Like, how are the Native Americans going to look at this movie? Somebody going to call somebody an engine. Is engine Joe going to get cussed out? Is what I was thinking. I'm like, how's this going to look? The movie really paid attention to not. They didn't take the easy route of, well, we'll make a lot of racist jokes here. They they paid attention to the hot button that they were treading around the whole time, including the scene where they came across the Native American uh, 
burial spots. Yes. Uh, plots yep. where they buried Native Americans buried their well didn't bury them they uh, placed dead bodies above ground mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was their tradition and they actually had to talk about whether or not um, if if a Native American dies should they bury them uh, in the white man's uh, cemetery and you know plot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's like some deep stuff that you know no one really talks about and talks about with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's a, that'd be a testament to Fuqua. It really yeah, is. Okay, so brother, uh, tell me, tell me though, tell me. When Denzel first walked into that town, didn't it feel like there were just five or six people just waiting to call him a nigga? Just, just wait. I, I, I like, thought so. And, there just, and, and then, I was and like, then, it's going to happen. I was waiting for it, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm very happy. It Pin drops. Yeah, like, Seriously. When we're introduced to Chris uh, Pratt, mm-hmm. he did a great job, I think. Played his role. I thought he was going to be really goofy. I thought he was going to be very out of place. I thought so, too. Mm. He fit in. I liked his character because it seemed like he was a funny man for a reason. You know, like mm-hmm. he's the dude who had some baggage. He's the dude who had some like you know past, and that's just his coping mechanism. Nah, he's like an ace actor. You know what I mean? He's a funny dude. And he's a uh, but he mm-hmm. does have that seriousness to him. You know what I mean? I he's really done like a few him. few yeah. pictures where he's he's had to do that. So well, this was I like to see the Chris was... Pratt like that more than the the idiot. Chris Pratt definitely did a good job. I think I want to say he made this movie because Denzel was Denzel. He was Denzel's Denzel always Denzel in the West. He? Isn't always a version of Denzel. He's he's so good in so many things though. Yes, he is. But uh, uh, pretty much, see, improvised lines too, man. Like when I want to say the the Avenge Me line was it uh, was improvised. <laughs> it, just, it had to be. It didn't seem like Old West. It just it seemed really like did. Denzel. Does it, it seem like Red Dawn? Avenge Me? No, no, no. Avenge Me, boys. No, no, no. There's a few lines in this movie where it was it's a, like, that was a nice little little line. He was like, "So what happens when you die?" He goes, "I don't know." Avenge Me. Just his delivery was so Denzel. It was really good. Um, I don't I, I don't want to harp on this too long. I think we've made our opinion known. But uh, definitely Chris Pratt is a solid performance. A reason to see this. Uh, Denzel, if you like Denzel, see this. This yes. is pretty much... It's Denzel and Ethan Hawke, and I was waiting for like a training day reference. <laughs> I really was too. <laughs> Smoke this man. Yeah, I was like, what? Man, you get that from the Indian uh, guy? Like, <laughs> if, you, if, you to- if you don't chew this tobacco, we have a problem. <laughs> Man. All right, the car, the villains in this were cartoonish. It is the epitome of just the out there, out there western. They did everything short of like having Dudley Do Right ride into the rescue at the end. Um, but There's a movie I, for I that enjoyed too. this as a as a wrest- as a wrestling as a uh, hardcore western fan. Cactus Jack shows uh, up in this movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was hot in the saloon. Man, yo, know, as a hardcore western fan, the only thing missing from this was was Hoss and Little Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I enjoyed it. If you like westerns, I highly recommend Magnificent Seven. If you don't like westerns, um, maybe you could take a leave, right, Jack? You still might like the actors in this, so you might still want to see it. Yeah, yeah, the actors were good. Uh, I Ethan agree. Hawk, one thing that bugged me about Ethan Hawke's performance is they actually a lot of a lot of performances. Each character they tried, and I mean, you can tell effort was there. They just didn't follow up on it, and that may be a matter of time or budget or whatnot. They introduced them e- each, and you're supposed to feel their. They have individual storylines. They're like, okay, they they talk about this. Oh, we'll go back to this, and this will play a deep part in the story, right? Never touch on any of them again. Ethan yeah. Hawke has a, has a has like a, a, a shell shock moment. He's like a, a PTSD moment from the Civil yeah. War, mm-hmm. and that's like, oh, that's gonna be a big thing with his character. Never go back to it. They go back to it maybe like once in passing. You know, Chris Pratt with his uh, with his uh, with his anger management issues. There's one scene where he, he has to get his horse back, and he talks to a dude like, "Man, we were having a nice conversation. Why do you have to go for your gun? Now it's gonna be a thing." And it's like, "Oh, it got tense. Never go back to it." Pretty much. And it, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of that that you notice, and it's blatant because I thought it was because they were setting up for it. And a lot of westerns do that where they set up for it and then they go back to it. But I'm thinking of things like you know the, the movie Shane. 
You know, it's like that's the main plot of the movie. And I figure with this, the only reason they didn't go back to it was because you couldn't in a movie where you have supposedly, quote unquote, seven or he's a hacker, main actually, stars, forget. seven leads. Yeah. Um, but, but, but without going, Magnificent Seven, uh, I highly recommend anyone who's in the Western see it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, let us not shortchange the man of the hour. He came with the information on WWE's Clash. All right, all right. Clash of the Champions happened last night. All right, quick down and dirty. Me, Clash of Champions. This is Raw's big event, um, their first event on their own. So we'll see how this panned out. I think it panned out pretty good. All right, so break it down. I'm going to give you um, how Clash of Champions worked out. It was every title on the line plus a couple other matches. So I'm just going to highlight the championship matches for y'all. The rest of it, go get WWE Network. All right. Damn, all right. <laughs> for real. Um, New Day went up against Gallows and Anderson. Um, defended the belts. New Day retained the titles. I'm a little disappointed in how that panned out because it's at the point right now that the titles aren't moving, even though New Day is moving. Typically, when a person has the belt, the the, the prestige of the titles will move with that person in terms of their popularity. I feel as if the titles are just, at this point, jewelry for, uh, for the New Day because the New Day are that good to the point we don't need the titles. Well, aren't they like following the Dudley Boys? Um, eh, kind of, sort of, not really. Um, because, I mean, the Dudley Boys are the point where they don't need the belts either. So, I mean, the purpose of the belt mm-hmm. is to help the star grow. But if the star has already grown beyond the belt, then it doesn't make sense for them to hold it, in my opinion. Well, I'm talking I mean, about at the this act, point. The hard act to follow factor. No, not really. I mean, they're at the point right now. They could just keep trucking because they're that good. Okay. I mean, I think they should drop the belts and then get it later on, which will continue to build. Kind of like, you know, Flair being 16-time world champion. I mean, he lost the belt 16 times. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it builds that mystique. 16-time loser. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> we'll follow the belt then. I won, I won the, uh, the pinky ring seven times. Pretty okay. much. So, I mean, Gallows and Anderson lost, which is um, quite disappointing disappointing because that's a team that definitely should get it um some of it's a little weird because gals and innocent would be only the third team in a history of um of pro wrestling to have won the iwgp which is new japan's titles and the wwe titles only two teams have done it other than that one is the dudley boys and the other one flash of the past the steiner brothers Oh, that's wow. it. Wow. wow wow that's it rick, steiner rick brothers scott. rick and scott the Big steiner Papa brothers Pump. And seen missing. He still got those. Yeah. He still got, still got the arms too. Oh, big Papa Pump. I'm pretty sure he still got those arms. <laughs> his one arm is bigger than this table. Holla if you hear me, the big bad booty daddy. Only but in event, a chainmail codpiece. It was bonkers. <laughs> but in any event, um, so unfortunately, um, Gallows and Anderson didn't win, which is kind of for for those fans who are huge fans of um, pure wrestling. You're kind of looking for Gallows and Anderson to get it, and they didn't get it. So we'll see what happens. Apparently, the word in the street that I got from my pro in the group um shout out to my boy sherm um apparently right now um tonight gals and aronson going up against the new day for the titles again a rematch and the winner of that match will take on sheamus and cesaro mm. um who just finished their best of seven series at the pay-per-view so we'll see what happens maybe this will be redemption i don't know new day is on day number 400 as a tag champions tonight um so we'll see all right Charlotte went up against Bailey and Sasha Banks triple threat match. Charlotte won it. I'm not mad that Charlotte won it. The way she, the finish was just garbage. She did take two big boots to the face and knocked out Bailey, and that was it. It's like no finishing move. She could have done a natural selection. She could have done a figure eight. It was legit two big boots to the face, <laughs> like Hulk Hogan style, <laughs> with the pin. And I'm One like, big bent what? leg. Yeah, yeah. It really was. I'm like, it's just hit him with the mortal leg drop. Let me believe something. You know? well, tribute to Anderson Silva, apparently. Like, mm. <laughs> for real. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Reigns went up against Rusev. Reigns got the belt. It was just two big dudes scrapping. That's really what it was. I mean, I just watched that match right before coming here. Mm, Wasn't Roman a great Reigns match. Reigns got the belt? He got the U.S. title, <gasps> which is something he should have gotten in the first place. They shouldn't have rushed him up to the world title. So give him the U.S. belt, see where he goes from there. Mm. Kevin Owens went up against Seth Rollins. Was great man's match. Going. Say again? He's going to his weed man is where he's going. <laughs> For real. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens went up against uh, uh, Rollins. Great, solid match. I mean, these are two guys from Ring of Honor going at it on WWE TV, and it was just an amazing match overall. Great match throughout. Um, TJ Perkins, a new WWE Cruiserweight Champion, defended his belt against Brian Kendrick. Um, it was kind of weird because um, what WWE is really trying to do, they're really trying to push this Cruiserweight division um, to the point where they changed the ropes to purple. And they changed the turnbuckles of purple because apparently purple is supposed to symbolize the, the cruiserweight division. So old, um, old boy's belt is silver that. and purple. So each between every time a cruiserweight match happens, they legit change the ropes to purple and change the turnbuckles of purple. So they got to put on some random things to keep the time going. So they put on some stupid vignette or they put on some little video just to kill time so they can change the ropes to purple. Have the cruiserweight match and then change the ropes back to red um, to keep it trucking, which doesn't make sense. But I mean, I guess they're really trying to emphasize this cruiserweight division. So overall, Man, they, got, um, they got a sponsorship with Crayola. Maybe. Oh, oh. Overall, great PPV. Check it out. Do want to give a quick shout out um, this Saturday or Friday, whatever the thirtieth is. Um, I think it's a Friday. Um, Ring of Honor is having an All Star Extravaganza um, here in Dort, here in um, in Lawrence, but it's a pay per view. So check it out. Three title matches coming up. Michael Elgin, big Michael Elgin, um, is going up against Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor Championship. There's a four-way tag match between a three-way tag match between the Motor City Machine Guns, the Young Bucks, and the Addiction. And finally, TV titles on the line. Worcester's own Dijak is going up against Bobby Fish for the TV title uh, for Ring of Honor. This go-around, Ring of Honor didn't really take a lot of New Japan guys. There's some there, but this is mostly homegrown guys here fighting out in, um, in Lowell, Massachusetts. So check that out because a lot of these guys are going to turn around and be in WWE at some point. Um, a lot of these guys who fight for Ring of Honor. So check it out. Yeah, what a call shenanigans, but you know a couple of these dudes that are there now personally. I'm just like, damn, I should have paid. I should have been a little nicer that catch on take my I should have listened to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You never know, man. I mean, it's, it means good. It's interesting. I mean, pro wrestling's growing incredibly fast. Mm -hmm. And um, just, oh, and I mentioned it last go around how um, Vince wants to buy out TNA. Yes. Not necessarily sure what's going on with that, but um, Dixie Carter still tried to charge $40 million for something that's worth four. So we'll see what happens. Well, she, got, she, got that, uh, she got that Delta Burke money. Man, so anyone trying to, I'm kidding. Wrong Dixie Carter again. Right. Clancy Carter, Clancy people, Carter. Get your people straight, man. Like, now, nah, nah, the thing that's um, the thing that I want to point out is uh, at uh, at uh, Clash of Champions, it's it's called that because yo, know, like every belt was on mm -hmm. the line, you know. So that's one of the things to pay pay attention pay attention to, including um, they still have both the what's a the botches. Oh yes, go ahead. Break, break it down. No, no, no you break you, it down, P. You you got the you got the info before I, I did. I was talking about how the 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 main bit of, bit of news about this pay per view. Not oh my god, it's Raw's first official pay per view, groundbreaking. It's like nah, this person messed up, messed up here as well. This was just cartoonishly bad, and that's the word that was used a lot online, cartoonish. Lee bad and Botchamania is going to have a field day with this <laughs> yes sucker. they are check mm. out Botchamania that's my favorite show to watch but I mean all in all in the defense of the pro wrestler mind you this is their big pay-per-view their first go around doing this on their own they're nervous give them cut up some slack I mean this was a like indie level first guy's first match in the high school gym so like I mean it wasn't you, that bad I mean there, it might have been a couple of botches teacher? but it wasn't like that okay thank you camp counselor uh, hey man Jay. I got double love for these guys and girls going out there putting their lives on the line for our entertainment 
All right, man. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Chris Harvard uh, is very appreciative of your of your of your, of your. Chris Harvard. <laughs> all right. This has been right. the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank my homeboy Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I want to thank JM the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yo. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Woo. And I have been Pat B. Now you can catch us every Monday nights 9 p.m. right here on WEMFRadio.com. And if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at Geek Down Radio. Dot com, damn it, deep down radio at gmail.com or just hit us up on the site itself at geek-down.com. Also, you can catch us on Facebook, The Geek Down, on Twitter, The Geek Down, on Instagram, The Geek Down, on SoundCloud, The Geek Down, on in iTunes, we're all over the place, The Geek Down. Uh, and catch us every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. Peace.